Welcome to the Making Money in the Music Business podcast, where we share insightful views on a variety of topics in the music industry that can help you make more money from your music business. And now, here are your hosts, Dr. William E. Smith and Kenya McGuire Johnson. Hey, Kenya, we are back. We're back. I missed you last week. I, I know. I know. And it sounded like y'all you were, were just. Absent. It sounded. I listened to the interview. It sounded like y'all were in your backyard, like drinking oh, lemonade you know. and talking, <laughs> 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 like catch it up. Like it, it. It was basically that's what it was. We were kept, we was. hadn't really talked a whole lot in in a while, so it was good to catch up. Yeah. No, I enjoyed. I enjoyed listening to. Uh, the stories. But yes, I am back and I am excited to be back. We got another really dynamic guest today, but I know you have a dynamic music tip <laughs> first. Uh, well, it's, it's, uh, I don't know how, how dynamic it is. But I it's try to hype you up, Will. You know, I'm always uh, trying to hype you up. Let me hype it. you up. Okay. okay. All right. Okay. All right. It's All right. dynamic. It's got dynamic. You. Okay. Thank you. So <laughs> it's uh, the, the tip is basically, I think we might have said something similar to this before, but it's, and it's, it's very timely. Um, it's about going to conferences. And, uh, yeah. So Kenya and I are actually going to LA in about a couple of weeks. So we're going we to be are. at a conference. And uh, so this, and it worked out, it was very fortuitous how it worked out. But um, the tip is basically to, to, to look at some of the the websites um, for conferences, and I'm going to actually include those in the show notes. Uh, mm-hmm. There's a couple blogs that list uh, conferences that happen during the year, mm-hmm. and you know, just try to plan ahead and, and get to one of these conferences because it's going to really help you augment and just exponentially grow your business. Yeah. So just uh, just have a look at some of those those links and um, yeah, make some plans. Make some plans, save some dollars. Even if I mean, you don't need to go to everyone but you know i think you should be do so, doing some type of professional development conference workshop something you know at least once a year pour into yourself yeah at a very minimum once a year but i'm excited to go and i've got um another singer that i coach she's going so i yeah i'm, oh, I'm awesome. excited to hear about it today's podcast is brought to you by band zoogle from garage bands to Grammy winners, Bandzoogle powers the websites for thousands of musicians around the world. Their simple step-by-step system will get you online literally in minutes. You can choose from dozens of mobile-friendly templates, then customize your design and content in just a few clicks. Built for musicians by musicians, Bandzoogle has all of the features you need for your website and EPK already built in. This includes tools to sell music and merch commission-free right on your website, stream your music with flexible options for music downloads, commission-free crowdfunding and fan subscription features, mailing list tools to grow your fan list and send professional newsletters, integrations to pull in content from your online services, including YouTube, Twitter, and SoundCloud, and live support from their musician-friendly team. Not one, not two, but seven days a week. Banzoogle plans start at just $8.29 per month. Yep, that's what I said, just $8.29 per month. And includes your own free custom domain name. Gotta love that. 
Go to Banzoogle.com to try it for free for 30 days and be sure to use our promo code MAKINGMONEYPOD to get 15% off the first year of your subscription. That's again, MAKINGMONEYPOD to get 15% off the first year. Wow, that was a good tip. Good tip. And now we're going to bring on, yeah, we got a good guest. So, So what's really cool about this podcast is not only are we, you know, bringing some really um, successful musicians um, to be interviewed, but everybody's kind of spreading the word, which is really cool. Um, I, I'm now starting to get um, artist managers and publicists saying, and actually, Will, I got to tell you, I didn't even tell you this yet, but, you know, pitching their artists to be on our podcast. So that's really fantastic and I appreciate awesome. that. But we had a guest um, several, a few months ago by the name of Cy Smith. And um, a lot of people, if you're following good, yeah, if you're following really good soul and jazz music, you know Cy. And Cy, we had a really good time. And she had reached out to me afterwards and said, you know, I there's someone that I think you really should think about including in your podcast. And so I'm not good. This, this gentleman's bio, I mean, it, it took me a while <laughs> to read it because it's so dynamic. So, so, so many accomplishments. And I, I, I'm, I'm really honored that we can bring um, musicians like this to our podcast so that people can see where they can aspire and where they can go. And so um, I am one, y'all know, I don't read people's bios. I let people tell their stories because I think it's way more impactful so I just want to welcome um, music director and maestro. I mean, way more than music director. I'm going to say maestro. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, Michael Bearden. Hello. How are you? Hey, Michael. Hello. Hello. Good morning. <laughs> Good morning. How are it's, you? It's morning for him. It's, it's almost afternoon for us. We, we tape in different time zones, but we appreciate you getting up and, and sharing yes, with do. us. Yeah. So it's, it's an honor. And we always try to start with letting our guests, you know, tell us a little bit. One, tell us what you presently do so that people really understand who you are. Um, and then give us a little bit of your background, how, in, in, a, in, a, in a succinct way, how you kind of got where you are. Yeah. Oh, wow. Well, yeah, I know. In a succ- <laughs> it, didn't, it didn't happen in a succinct way. Um, right. <laughs> so... We'll, we'll start at the first. So what I do now, uh, first of all, hello to your audience. Mm. Um, currently, I am Lady Gaga's music director, and I have been for the last seven years now. Mm. Wow, that even sounds funny, me saying that. <laughs> um, yeah, that's a wow. And that's so a wow. <laughs> it's, it's much longer than I knew that I would be there. So mm. uh, especially after the, the previous job I had, well, uh, the other artist that I was working with was Michael Jackson mm. after um, I didn't necessarily really want to jump right into that, but it's just yeah. you know, right before, uh, after Michael passed, I just couldn't really see myself uh, being a music director for another, another mm. mega star like that. Mm. And I didn't for a couple of years, I did George Lopez's talk show on TBS called Lopez tonight as the band leader and music director for that. Mm. Uh, so, but it, uh, to jump back to, to Gaga, it's just been a, a really wonderful run with her so far. We have a Vegas residency right now, awesome. uh, two shows that I helped put together, a pop show and a jazz show, which I conduct 
the orchestra on stage. Mm-hmm. And um, she's a wonderful, extremely talented artist. And um, I've grown quite fond of her as a human being, too, just as a person. Mm-hmm. And so I've been really having a great time with her. So that's what I currently do. Awesome. Um, anything else you want to know, you want, you just got to start asking me questions. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, he, uh, we're going to have all kinds of links so that they can really dig into you. But I mean, that is, you know, obviously you just, you named two of, I, I don't know. I think they're, they're both incredibly legendary artists. Obviously Michael Jackson is the very obvious and, and really Lady Gaga is the very obvious. So yep. if you could, you know, share how in the world, Michael? <laughs> what is what is your background that got you um, to this really phenomenal space in your life? What's what's the music background? It's it's really funny about that because people just think you move to LA or wherever, and then you just become Michael Jackson's music. <laughs> That's just not how it. That's just not how you don't get off the bus and go, "Hey, Michael, I want to like, exactly." That does, that's not how it happened. So just to, uh, as succinctly as I can put it, I, I grew up on the South side of Chicago. Mm. Uh, I was born and raised there. And, uh, you know, I learned everything I know about music pretty much there in school. But also I tell people I went to street university. So I learned a lot <laughs> in, the, in the streets. Yeah. I went to Howard University in D.C. Hey, so. H-U. We're all H-U. H-U. Yeah, we're, we're all H-U in here. I also saw you know? that you were, You know. You know. I, I got another one for you, Michael. I got an all hell for you. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Find new alpha. Find new yeah, alpha. Yes. Symphonia. That's right. Yes, yeah. That is, that is correct. Well, I like this already. There you um, go. So, so uh, after, you know, going to high school in, in Chicago, I went to Whitney Young High School who also my friend Michelle Robinson, who is now Michelle Obama, went. <laughs> uh, we went together. Wow. And we are still fr- we are still friends to this day. Amazing. Um, awesome. And so, you know, and then she went to Princeton and I went to Howard. And we would still mm-hmm. see each other and visit each other, you know, be friends. Wow. Um, and, and when she when she went to Harvard, uh, I was so proud of her. And, you know, we just went on different life paths. <laughs> then it's, it's just funny when... Uh, <laughs> When she was dating Barack. Uh, oh my God, this uh, is crazy, Michael. I'm sorry, I'm trying to contain she, myself, but keep going. Yes, yeah, go ahead. She, I, um, I was, I was somewhere where they were. I don't, I don't even remember how we ended up in the same room. But she introduced me to him. And the next thing I know, he was a state senator and then a senator. And I was asked <laughs> to to play at their wedding. Uh, our our oh, good wow. friend, who also went to school with us. Santita Jackson, who is one mm-hmm. of Jesse Jackson's daughters, uh-huh, Santita, uh, yep. is a singer, and she was living in New York at the time. And she was like, you know, uh, Mish would we call well, I call her Mish, but <laughs> Michelle would really love, you know, mm-hmm. Mish would want us to play at the wedding, and you could play, and I could sing. And for for whatever reason, I couldn't. I think it was mm-hmm. I was I was in Whitney Houston's band at the time, and so wow. I think it was something to to do with Nip, and I couldn't make it for whatever reason I, I couldn't mm, make it. And, mm-hmm. um, and then the next time I saw them was at the first inauguration, of which oh I helped to do the music for, wow. uh, which was really surreal for me because it was at the Lincoln Memorial on the steps where Martin mm. Luther King did, I have yeah, a dream. Yeah. And my friend is becoming I, the first crazy. lady, the first black, <laughs> and the first black president. 
Yeah. Like it was so surreal. Yeah. And, um, yeah I, have, crazy. I have photos of all of this and you know, mm. me screamed when she saw me and the oh rock was really That's gracious. Beautiful. And um, so, and now I see them, you know, not as often as I'd like, uh, mm-hmm. but whatever events or certain things that I see them and it's always, always love. Mm. so course, that's that's the chicago uh part and then i moved to dc and went to hu and all of that and then mm-hmm. uh i was pretty successful in chicago as a high school musician but then when i moved to dc i found out that all the other successful high school musicians <laughs> were there too. so i was yeah. like oh i got i still have a lot to learn and so yeah. you know dc was a great training ground especially at that time that i went because uh, there were clubs to play, and you know, I really yes, learned how was. to be a musician, musician in DC. And then I went to, I moved to New York because uh, I didn't want to stay in DC. I was working and I was successful, but it still was a small pond to me. I wanted to go swimming with the big fish, so mm-hmm. I took everything I had, moved to New York in Brooklyn, a three-story walk-up with no kitchen, sharing a bathroom <laughs> down the hall with a family. Wow. I was just happy to, to be in New York. And from there, I just, you know, clawed my way up to mm. do, I just did anything, going to jam sessions at night to get mm-hmm. people to hear me. I just needed to get put on. Uh, and so it took a minute to do that. And that's where it all started. Wow. In New York. Wow. Good grief. How we, how we go follow up? I know. I was going to say, I mean, it's good. Yeah. I got so many questions, but Will, it's and, and we still turn. haven't gotten to the, to the, how, how he got to Whitney Houston's band. I <laughs> so, know. Right. We, we haven't I gotten know. to that part yet. We haven't even gotten but, uh, to that. <laughs> wow. It, that, that is a lot. Um, mm. Well, I mean, really, cause, cause we, we could spend pretty much a whole three episodes just talking about everything. <laughs> um, you know, that's uh, why I stopped talking. Yeah, I, I, but you, I hear you, I hear, but it, it's it's a lot. I mean, and yeah. I, for for the audience to to really hone in and get some some choice uh, nuggets for them to use, I want to basically uh, come come to the point of um, what what do you think through all the that beginning time period? What do you think are the key skills and character traits that you had that? basically brought you to where you are now, but you could, you could sort of, after having the benefit of hindsight, you're looking back and you're seeing what some of the things, the, the choices that you made, the, the reason behind those choices, your thought process, what are some of those key, I guess, character traits and skills that you have that, that really added and helped you get to where you are? You know, that's, that's, I think that's a great question. And you never really think about it while you're going through it until somebody asks you a question. And right. if I had to really dig into it, um, it it's, it's a lot of reasons. One, I grew up on the South Side of Chicago. So that just teaches you a little bit about survival. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I don't need to go into all the, you know, the things that mm-hmm. happen in Chicago. But, uh, you know, so the, growing up on the South Side is one. Two, you know, I, had, I have really great parents. Like my parents are just really stellar people and they just instilled in us a work ethic and, um, and a curiosity for the world. I think that's really important. Mm. I, you know, when I was living in Brooklyn, I met a young lady who lived in the same building that I was in and was sitting on the stoop one day. And I said, Hey, I'm about to go to Manhattan. You want to roll with me? And she was just like, no. And I was like, why? <laughs> She's just like, I've never, she said, I've never been to Manhattan. And I said, well, where are you from? And she said, Brooklyn. I said, 
you're kidding me. You've never wow. gone to Manhattan. You can wow. see it like From, it's a subway ride. And she right. did. She just had never ventured out there. And she just didn't even have the curiosity to go. Mm. And I just found that extraordinary. So my parents just really instilled in us just a curiosity about the world, uh, about art. Mm-hmm. Uh, my father is, you know, he's a professor now. And I watched him grow from being, come from being a bus driver uh, for mm. the CTA mm. to getting his doctorate. And so mm. he's a professor. And he's also a painter and a photographer. And, mm. um, if you heard of Romare Beard, and that's my lineage. Like everybody oh my, in my gosh. Family, oh, good grief. I'm sorry, in my, I interrupt you, but... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. Everybody Romare. in my family paints. Like my my brothers draw. Like my father paints. My nephew paints. Like I didn't get that gene. <laughs> I, get that <laughs> I was gene. gonna say, do you paint? Got, no, you don't. You paint, paint no, with your I, music. You there you go. Well, like my father hates when I say that. He was just like, if you just sit down and you could do it, you know, your beard and all that. <laughs> I just don't have. I don't have the patience. I just. I rather uh, paint with the notes. But yeah. so. But, but part of, you know, that's part of also is, and I don't know, a lot of my friends say this, especially with working with artists, is that I have a lot of patience. Um, mm. And you just kind of have to have a lot of patience <laughs> when you're working with super creative people. Mm-hmm. Uh, and also I have a, um, and I had to learn this because I had to go through a lot, but I, I have a, a level of, of humility at the risk of sounding immodest that, mm. I'm still curious about like every time I touch a piano, I told somebody just the other day, I still feel like the five-year-old, six-year-old who started playing when I was in Chicago Mm. every time. And it still feels like that to me. Mm. When that stops feeling like that is when I stop doing it, but it doesn't, it will never stop. I just feel the same kind of relation, the same kind of joy. Mm. And so that, that's what, that's what keeps me going. So patience, uh, you know, work ethic, uh, curiosity for the world and to be a citizen of the world. And, you know, that's what music is. You're not just playing notes. You like, as yeah. I like to say, connect with people and moving souls. So that's, yeah. that's, that's part of it. That's part of the key of, of how, you know, how it happens for me. Yeah. Mm. No, those were, that's huge. I, I made sure I wrote all that down because <laughs> I, you know, in terms of, well, patience, I, I was just talking to, um, one of my producers last night, we were talking about patience. He's like, you got to be patient. And I'm like, I'm trying, I'm trying. But patience is so important. And I love that you mentioned curiosity because that to me seems to be a little bit of a missing link um, today in a lot of ways Mm -hmm. um, because everything seems so accessible and you can readily kind of just boom, boom, boom. And I think people's it's, it's, it's pushing people's curiosity in a, I don't know. Maybe there is curiosity, but not as healthy <laughs> as it could be. So I love that you said that. Um, I'm curious to know. So, you know, there's so much to unpack here. But becoming a, a music director, we may have some people listening and they're like, wow, how do I get like what, you know, what is the formula or is there or what is the process of getting in those spaces to be directing, mm-hmm. um, you know, major tours like that and major shows. For you, how, I guess, what, what was the process of kind of going from that musician to going into the director space? Great question. So yeah. um, 
I get a lot of DMs, as you might imagine, <laughs> a lot of musicians and a lot of people who want to get put on. And I'm always, yeah. you know, enamored by the ones who just say they just want to be a musical director. And I, and mm-hmm. I say to them all the time is to, to be a leader, you have to be a good follower first. Mm-hmm. So you can't, you can't just come up and just want to lead unless you know how to follow. And so I, I was I was in a lot of um, bands and hits and you know television shows. I used to do the Essence Award shows with. There's mm-hmm. a wonderful uh, a music director and just arranger and just all around person. He just got a Lifetime Achievement Award for Tony Awards. Mm-hmm. His name is Harold Wheeler. Mm-hmm. Yep. Harold used to hire me right out of college uh, to do you know Essence Awards and. You know, he's an amazing conductor, amazing arranger. And I would sit, you know, I might even be playing third keyboards, like you know, supplemental mm. strings, just playing with the orchestra. I didn't really care. I just wanted to be <laughs> in the room. Yeah. And just yeah. learn. And you spun, you can sponge off those kind of people. And then once they see you take initiative, they start giving you other tasks to do. Michael, arrange mm-hmm. this song for me. Or while I'm doing this, Michael, come conduct this for me. Or, you know, that mm-hmm. kind of thing. And that's how you move up. And then once you get the feel of that, maybe you get an artist that just wants you to be their music director, or maybe you get mm-hmm. a, a show, a producer that wants you to, you know, put, help put the show together. I mean, it just happens kind of organically, but I mm-hmm. just have been around a, a lot of amazing music directors and some that are just not even well known, but just some that just yeah. show me uh, the ropes and how you do this. And, and so it's just years of being a good follower. That's how I became a music director. Mm. That's amazing. Yeah. yeah, that um, all of that is uh is is great stuff for people just to really soak in because I think everybody wants to be in front all the time mm-hmm. and and coming out the gate. And um, I'm I'm gonna switch gears a little bit. And you told us about uh some some other moments um with with Barack and Michelle, but I want you to to think back on your amazingly long and, and storied and <laughs> prolific career uh, about, you know, just, just a moment where uh, you felt that you, you had arrived. Like this mm-hmm. is the, this is the time I, I've accomplished one of the major goals that I've I set forth for myself and, and, and talk about that moment. Okay. Well, Here's an interesting story. So I was working at the music, one of the music cares events that I've done, and it was for Bruce Springsteen. Mm-hmm. And I was in the band and, you know, I played with all the artists that were, that were on. You can actually uh, see this on video. It's re- It's been released. I, mm-hmm. I forget the name of it, but it's Bruce Springsteen Music Cares event. It's a tribute mm-hmm. to him. And so I was talking to him um, afterwards and, and he was telling me how wonderful he thought everything sounded and all that. And I asked him that question you just asked me. And he says, you know what, Michael, after 40 something years in this business, I still don't think I made it. Wow. Mm. And, and I just, I just, yeah, I was taken aback by that, that response. Yeah. And I get, and I get what he means. You know, whenever I get a chance to sit and talk to Quincy or Herbie, who I, mm-hmm. you know, count as, <laughs> as my mentors, yeah. um, uh, and, and Herbie Hancock. And, but when I talk to 
Quincy, he's always curious at 85, yeah. I think he is now. Yeah. He's always, yeah. he always is like talking about some new app or <laughs> something. Like he's always <laughs> moving forward. The same with Herbie. They're always yeah. talking about the things. So as successful and as accomplished as I am in a lot of various um, aspects of music, I still don't think I made it. Mm. I'm successful and I, and I've been able to sustain myself. And I told somebody this the other day, I'm actually doing a film right now. I'm also, I'm going to score, but I'm also in the film. Mm. And I was telling, uh, it's a Michael Jai White is the star Mm. and, um, who, Mm. who did, who did black dynamite and he was Mike Tyson. He was spawn, but he's, He's doing a Western now, which I'm the piano player in the saloon, and I get to hit somebody over the head with whiskey bottles <laughs> like it's fun. I saw that on your and social I was, media. I was like, "Oh yeah, wow!" But <laughs> it's really, yeah. it's really fun. And I was yeah. telling somebody in the in on the set that I have never had another job. Like I've only done music my whole entire mm. life, and this is all I've done. And then he said, "That's an inspiration to people. Don't walk that back." Because um, I was a little embarrassed by that. And he was like, no, mm. dude, that's inspirational. Let's say that. So I've been very blessed in that way. But this is all I've ever wanted to do. And this is all I've done. So the first gig, Will, is when I think I was I made it. Because mm. I'm in mm. a business that I love to do. And I'm making mm. a living at it. And I'm sustaining mm. myself by doing what I love to do. So Thanks. it's no one gig it's not mm-hmm. the inauguration. It's not, you know, my Emmy nomination for the Super Bowl. It's not mm. any of my Grammy. It's not, it's none, it's none of that. Right. It's the fact that I'm able to survive in a business that I love to do and I still find joy in it. So I mm. made it mm. the first time I ever got a gig. Wow. wow. That's, well, that's, how, that's much do, how much yeah. do we love that response, Will? Because that's, <laughs> that that's really what yeah. we're kind of about, Michael, is like that this is a journey. And that, you know, the, the, I don't know, the, the sweetness of celebrate the journey or the step. fruit. Yeah. The fruit yeah. Is, is the actual step. activity. It's the actual engagement. Yeah. It's the living. And yeah. it's the, it's the journey that has no end destination. That's the, yeah. that's the beautiful right. part of this. Right. Like, yeah. where are you going to? Like, just discover <laughs> whatever it is and you just keep going. The path is the, the fun part. Right. 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 And that's so important because like what Will was saying before, you know, in asking the question, I think so many developing artists, you know, who are trying, you know, just get caught up in the one thing or the, and I know, you know, just within my career and so forth, there's so many things that have happened that I never even dreamed. I didn't fathom it. Like it wasn't even a part of my, you know, so to be like, oh, well, I need to, you're you're almost making yourself too small by having that one point thing because it's just continual. Yeah, it's continual. And I agree. Quincy, I mean, I I have not had the pleasure or honor of meeting Quincy Jones yet. Yet. I'm going to say yet. Um, But Mm -hmm. I know in watching his documentary and just really, you know, following his career, that's the biggest thing that jumped out to me is like, this man is still hungry. Like he's still, <laughs> he's still seeking. Right. He's still trying to figure this out and, 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 and is still surprised and excited to hear new talent. And I think that's, you know, that's, that's very remarkable. So yes. yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I have a question. It's my turn, right? Will I, it's like, I, yes, I feel it like is. I'm, it's my turn with the double Dutch. Let me get in there. Um, <laughs> um, so, you know, 
I guess in today, you've been in the industry, you know, you mentioned from Whitney, you know, to obviously Michael to now Lady Gaga. And I feel like, you know, and I maybe I'm just really biased because (laughs) I'm getting older, but it's like, you know, those are Bruce Springsteen, you know, historically music has had these kind of iconic people. And I, I wonder what are your thoughts about today's industry? Because obviously music is in a Uh, you know, it's in a very different space on many levels in terms of how consumers are consuming music um, and how with social media and how it plays. What are your thoughts about today's industry? Because our current, I think, developing artists right now are trying to kind of struggle to sometimes find their space. And, you know, you know what I mean? Like, I, I don't know. Do we, is, uh, yeah, I don't want to ask too many okay. questions, but what are your thoughts? Yeah, about there's, a, there's yeah. a lot. Well, first, let me just backtrack. There's, it's more than Whitney and Michael and Gaga. There's a yeah. lot. So you got, <laughs> you could go on my website. I mean, I was Madonna's music director for nine years. J-Lo, yeah. I was D'Angelo's wow. first, first and only music director. He didn't oh, need wow. one. He didn't right, really need right. one. Um, <laughs> um, but I was, I was, I was his first one. Yeah. Um, helped him start. And there's, you know, I was the conductor and co-MD for the primetime Emmys for like seven years. I did the mm-hmm. Kennedy Center Honors for 12 years. Like it's, there's mm-hmm. a lot to unpack mm-hmm. there. And so I only bring that up to say this, with all those iterations of my career, I've been able to work with a lot of young talent. Mm-hmm. And the, and the, the thing about I'm very blessed because I came up in an era where you actually had to learn how to play. Right. And you actually took pride in that. Right. But I also came up in the era of drum machines and all that kind of thing. So I have a duality and, and an appreciation for both. Mm-hmm. And the, the thing that I would say about a lot of artists today, especially those who I'm not really nostalgic. I'm not a nostalgic dude. Like I like, I like things that happened before, but I don't sit and watch the movies that I've done or I sit and listen to <laughs> yeah, the records right. that I play. I mean, I'm just not that person. I never have been. Yeah. And so I go back to my curiosity for the ones who are trying to work to it's a day's music business. If you came up in my era or even a little bit later than me, you mm-hmm. still have to know what the world sounds like. Like I tell mm-hmm. musicians, the cars, cars don't sound the same. Phones don't sound the same. Mm. Like mm-hmm. the world doesn't sound the same. So why are you sounding the same as musician? That's mm-hmm. one. Right. Interesting. Um, mm-hmm. Two, the thing about, so the biggest commodity going today to me for any artist is attention. Mm-hmm. How do you get through all of this upload? You know, mm-hmm. they say it's hours and hours of upload every second on mm-hmm. YouTube or, so, or whatever streaming. How do you get a person to even pay attention to that? And yeah. if, if, if they pay attention to it, how do you get to engage them for any length of time? And mm-hmm. why should that? Mm. And so a lot right. of th- this, this is a lot that people have to navigate now. So what I think, what I think now is that, you know, the technology, technology has leveled the playing field in a lot of ways. I remember going on tour with Whitney and the and the, the roadies used to be really mad at the band because we'd bring our studios out. But we're talking about road cases and <laughs> all kinds of gear that they would have to take to our hotel rooms. And now the studio is on my phone. Like right. I'm walking in literally with, with a laptop. And so right. I know they would have been happier back then. Right. So it's level. It's it's leveled the playing field in a lot of ways, but also it hasn't. Hmm, 
how do I say this without sound? A lot of people still haven't done the work. And what do I mean by that? Like, once you get put on, at mm-hmm. least learn about the craft you know, on some kind of technical level or some kind mm-hmm. of deeper mm-hmm. level than just, just getting likes and streams. Mm-hmm. So, for instance, the music, the music business for me is probably one of the only few businesses that you can be in and thrive and not know the basics. Of the crowd. Right, so right, you can't right, right, you right. can't you can't be a doctor and not know what a stethoscope is, or you can't be <laughs> right. a dentist uh, and not know what a drill or whatever the right. basic tools that you need. But you can be in the music business, and I say go play middle C or hit you know play me a C triad, and they go huh right. what is that or <laughs> you right, know right. you know and so that's the thing. Even I I like to use the basketball analogy. Like you take you know. I won't say the worst guy in the league, but the guy that doesn't get any minutes mm-hmm. he might just play on a practice squad, but he's in the NBA. Mm-hmm. You take him down to West 4th Street in, in New York and he still will wear you out on the court. Right. Why? Exactly. Because they got to go through something to yeah. get to that. Yeah. In the music business, you don't necessarily have to go through anything to get to it. Mm-hmm. So a lot of it's on a lot of it's on the, the artists to do their homework, to stay once they get put on, to stay there, to at least mm-hmm. learn something about your, your craft. Uh, and, you know, I think today's music gets a lot of bad rap from a lot of, um, I don't necessarily want to say older artists, but more, more <laughs> nostalgic artists, I'll go back mm-hmm. to that word, is because, mm-hmm. you know, they want it to be like it was, and it just is not that now. So you can right. find what you need to find if you just really look. It doesn't necessarily mean it's on terrestrial radio. Yeah. Um, you know. It might be on TikTok and you find something dope and you go, oh, wow, that's really great. You know, the Grammy nominations came out yesterday. Now, I, yeah. I was a trustee for the Grammys for a while and, mm-hmm. uh-huh. and all that. Yeah. And um, I discovered a couple of bands yesterday that I had no idea. Of. And I try to listen to new things every day. I try to make yeah. it a point to do that in the morning. So you just have to do a little bit more work to find it. But I don't I don't think the business is worse off. Now, mm-hmm. I don't think yeah. our golden age was necessarily every, I mean, disco duck. Like, was that, was that groundbreaking? <laughs> like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, so there's, there's BS in every era. Right. Um, so I, right. I, I like, I like today's era and I like a lot of what the kids are doing. I, I don't like everything, right. um, mm-hmm. but I don't, I don't, I don't poo poo everything. Either. Yeah. Just, just got to find right. what it is. Yeah. Those are really uh, good points. I know we're yeah, probably getting slow on time. Well, I don't even have my we're, little. We're getting close, <laughs> but I, I, I have, uh, I have, I have one other question. But I also want to just add to what you just said. Uh, there's a saying someone told me is that it's who you know that gets you there and what you know that keeps you there. So yeah. I yeah. think that's a takeaway that some of our listeners can can roll with. Um, yeah, can I say something just real uh, quick too to what he just real quick? And I'm gonna let you ask a question. Is no, I think that that's such a good point um, as far as uh, just really, you know, and, and I want the listeners, engage in your craft, no matter just what. Just just take the time to engage in your craft. And I think that's why we even do this podcast is for people just to remember that. And at whatever level you're at, and if it's a viral quick thing or whatever, but, you know, be willing to do that because um, it just creates the longevity in your situation so that you're not a one-hit yeah. wonder and you're not a, just a moment in that era. Um, so yeah, yeah, I'm sorry. Go go ahead, Will. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, before, uh, hey, Will, let me just let me piggyback on that real quick, and then you can <laughs> ask. It. 
if, if for your listeners, if you want to be in this business a long time, and I think I posted this the other day, do everything. What do I mean by that? Right. When one thing is not happening, like, so I'm a music director, yes, but I'm also a conductor, yes, I'm also mm-hmm. an arranger, yes, and so mm-hmm. I'm also a composer, yes, mm-hmm. and so you just do everything that you know how to do and, and get better at each thing, and when one thing is not happening, something else can be happening, or something else can usher in something else, so right. just... Do as many things as you as you can. Be a you know jack of all trades, but a master at all of them as well. Mm, so I yeah. just want I just want to put that in real quick. Yeah. yeah, well that that keeps your longevity in the business. But um, right. Yeah, right. I, D- Duke Ellington had a way of uh, managing his band members, and he would because uh, he knew that they were you know kind of uh, cut- cutthroat amongst each other. There was a lot of competition. So he would he would say to the sax one of the sax players you know that there's the other sax players talking about his mama or something something crazy, <laughs> and so when they went on the bandstand that night that when they would solo they would try to cut each other, so mm. um, that's that was Duke's managerial style. He knew how to push the buttons of his band members. Now of course not all of them were were cut cutting each other, but um, what what is some of your tools, I guess, tools and tactics for manage, managing your band? Because I actually have a student that really needs some assistance in managing his band, uh, some mm. ideas, basically. <laughs> okay, I'm going to go back to the beginning of this conversation when I said patience. <laughs> okay. And so uh, 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 another, another engineer friend of mine who I work with a lot, uh, with Gaga and a lot of other people, he, he calls me the artist whisperer. And so... Mm. Um, the, and the reason he calls me that is that there's a way, there's a way that you talk to artists and musicians and there's a way, once again, if you're a good follower, you know what this means because there's certain kind of leaders that I did not like working for. And so mm-hmm. when I became a leader, I said, I will never do that. Yeah. And, yeah. and, and so it's, listen, well, that's an ongoing battle because musicians <laughs> are creative people and, you know, we're very... Uh, let me say, uh, let me put it nice. Like, you know, we're, we're very steadfast in our convictions of what we believe. <laughs> I call it herding cats. <laughs> I say yeah, it's herding well, cats. <laughs> well, it's, it's that, but my, but here's the thing. Here's the thing about that. It's, it's not that you need to herd them. I let them run around. I just try to keep them in the yard. That's the right. thing. So you, you just, you just, you just let creatives be creative. And then sometimes if you're just quiet, maybe you can learn something too. That's yeah. true. Um, but if, if I know what I know, and then I will impart upon the young musicians like, no, this is what you need to do to get to this point. And if they buck me, I let them fall. And then when they, when I pick them up, <laughs> I don't even say I told you so, cause I'm not, I'm not that dude either. But I'm just like, yeah, that, that hurts, doesn't it? You get bruises now, huh? But now, but now you'll be stronger moving forward. So yeah. it's an ongoing battle, but you just got to have patience. And But the main thing is for a musician, is, you know, especially like an orchestra, is only as good as who's in front of you. Mm. So exactly. if they respect you when you get there, then you're already halfway there. So gotcha. I just try to, I try to get the respect of them, of the musicians. I'm always firm. I always mm-hmm. know what I'm talking about. And when I don't know what I'm talking about, I ask questions. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I try to get their point of view. But when I have a vision, I like to execute it. And then I bring them along in my way. Mm-hmm. And it's just of years of doing it. I can't tell you a specific answer in a specific mm-hmm. way. 
Mm-hmm. But it's just years of doing it that I just know how to, to read the room and the temperature and navigate through everybody's, uh, for lack of a better word, egos. But just you know, <laughs> it's just a way you just right, you just right. gotta you just gotta know how to navigate that. And yeah. gotcha. I've been doing it for a long time. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Well, this this is know, this has been all... fantastic. This has been fantastic. I knew there was going to yeah. be a lot of really great nuggets, and you know. Uh, like Will said, this could be three parts as usual. But if well, we just you have to have you back, that's all that is. Yeah, we definitely, <laughs> absolutely. We're going we're gonna to do a reunion because there's so many people <laughs> that we want to ask back. If you could share, I, I've been like scoping out your social media. If you could share your social media where people can follow you and learn more about you, that would be awesome. Yeah, so you can follow all of my social media at Michael Bearden, which is M I C H A E L. B-E-A-R-D-E-N, just at whatever, Instagram, at Twitter, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And, and Facebook, if you still use that. <laughs> MySpace, MySpace, if you still use that. Like, where, <laughs> wherever, wherever the at Michael Bearden works, it works. But Instagram and, and Twitter is where I usually hang out, and Facebook a little bit, too. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, just, and just follow me there and um, talk to me and say, you listen to this podcast and all that yeah. kind of stuff. Uh, de- awesome. Yeah, definitely. And I do it. I do it myself. I don't have a team that does it. Like I do it everything myself. <laughs> okay. Um, oh. And it probably could be in the hundreds of thousands if I had to team. But I prefer, you know, I rather have a small amount of people who engage with me than like millions of people who don't. Right. So, right. 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 Yeah. That's what I and- like. Yeah, no, that's awesome. I, I've been scoping out, so now I know I can, you know, chime in. And and definitely guess also, it's michaelbearden.com, right, is your website? That's your main yeah. website? Yeah. Yeah, michaelbearden.com. Yeah, that's, that's, that's yeah. That does a nice, a nice blast of all that you do. So, again, thank you so much. And by the time the listeners are yep. hearing this, it's Thanksgiving week, so I think this is a treat for people to listen to during their Thanksgiving, to be inspired and oh, humble. Oh, perfect. And, and during... Thanksgiving on PBS, I did a, a Ray Charles tribute at the Grand Ole oh, Opry uh, nice. for his country music. So it was a lot of country artists, mm-hmm. uh, Travis Tritt, Trisha Yearwood, Leon Rines, Chris Young, Boyz II Men, Charlie Wilson. There's a lot of artists on that show. Mm. And I think it's airing uh, uh, somewhere around Thanksgiving, if not on Thanksgiving. So check out your PBS Oh yeah, I'll look at the guide. Yeah, I'll look at the guide and see if we can include that in the show. Y'all can hear him in action. Yeah. Yeah. Awesomeness. Wow. Thank you. you Yeah, thank you so much for taking the time. I know it took us a minute to get it scheduled because you you do have a busy life, so I'm glad we made it happen. And um yeah, Will. Goodness. Well, happy Thanksgiving to everybody. Yeah, happy Thanksgiving. Yeah, happy Thanksgiving. And, uh, we got a lot to be thankful for. Yeah, we do. Yes. We really do. Yes, we and um, we have a couple more episodes, and then we'll be taking a little bit of a holiday break. But we're, we'll be back, yep. though, the next week. We'll be back next week. So, all right, Will. Yep. All right. Uh, we'll see all right. you next week. Okay, you guys. Thank take you, guys. Uh, thank you. Bye. All right. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening, and we hope you enjoyed this podcast episode. If you would like to join our new artist development program, the 3MB Club, please contact us via email at 3mbpodcast at gmail.com to get on the waiting list and request membership. On the first of the month, those on the waiting list will be emailed a link to officially subscribe. Membership closes on the fifth of each month. 
please subscribe to our podcast on your podcast player and leave us a rating and review. Also, please leave us a comment on our Facebook or Instagram page. And if you would like to contact us about a specific topic, you can email us at 3mbpodcast at gmail.com.